everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. It is a Low J Book Club Day today. Yes, it is. And we are very delighted that we have a best-selling author. Maybe you've read her book, Behind Every Lie, or The Night Olivia Fell. Yeah. Now you're going to read Do No Harm. Christina McDonald, thanks for being with us. Thank you, Lori and Julia. It's so good to be here. No kidding. Now, we're talking to you in London. You grew up in Seattle. Yeah. And, and you went, how did you get over there? How did you make it to London? <laughs> it's kind of a long story, but the, the shortened version is I went traveling and I ended up um, at the airport in Heathrow and I I was really tired and I stumbled out of the arrival lounge to an Aer Lingus desk and I ended up getting a ticket right then and there to Ireland. And when I got to Ireland, I traveled around and I fell in love with this town that had a gorgeous university. And I applied for my master's degree in journalism and I just moved there and I met my future husband. Oh. <laughs> and so then shortly after that, um, we moved to London. So, yeah, so I did a bit of traveling first and then, then you know, boy meets girl. <laughs> I love it. And the way yeah. you say, um, how you say it is so Irish. Is it? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I've been away for so long, like like nearly half my life now I've been away. I mean, yeah. I go back to visit my family, my mom and my right. sisters are still in Seattle. So obviously not this year, but most years. Yeah, no, we can, we can, I can tell you've been there for a long time, yes. but your cute um, mishmash of an accent. Yes. All right, so <laughs> tell us about your new novel, Do No Harm. Sure, sure. So Do No Harm is about Emma, a doctor whose son is diagnosed with a really rare form of cancer. She's determined to save him, so she makes the really risky and very dodgy decision to start selling opioids in order to fund the life-saving treatment that he needs. But then somebody ends up dead, and a game of cat and mouse ensues, and her own husband, who is the town's head detective, is leading the chase, trying to find out who is responsible for that death. So she's trying to, the doctor, Emma, is trying to figure out, you know, how far is she willing to go to save her son, and do the ends ever justify the means? And it's, you know, it's it really the book is really it's a page turner. Yes, it you is. can't put it down. Uh, we're Thank curious. You. We're curious if it, you had any just or any was there a story that you read because you know the whole way that you write about like opioid yes. and addiction is is really uh, to powerful. me yeah it was powerful but also very s- sensitive about how people get in situations that they did, would never have dreamt for themselves. And then you have people yeah. praying on them to sell yeah. things. I mean, even Prince ended up buying street Vicodin and he yeah. got fentanyl and he died. Of a, right. Yeah. You know? no, I mean, it's, it's so horrible. I mean, so yes, there's a very personal element to this story. The reason why, I mean, First and foremost, any of my books are always, they're a thriller, and I want people to enjoy them. I want them to have an escape from, you know, their normal life mm-hmm. and to just get really invested in the characters and the story. But also, I did choose to set this particular book against the backdrop of the opioid epidemic because I've watched my own brother struggle with addiction for most of my adult life. And that's given me a lot of opinions, mm-hmm. <laughs> really strong opinions. It's changed my view of addiction and opioids. And I can see that, you know, it's a multifaceted problem. There's so many sides to this epidemic that we have in America. And and it's just, it's so hard watching somebody that you love so much constantly going to war with themselves. It's just, it's a very special level of health. So I really wanted to set 
a book against that backdrop. And then one day I read a story about a podiatrist in Indiana who actually did set up an opioid ring. And I started thinking about it, like, why would somebody do that amidst this horrific epidemic that we have going on in America? Right. And and I was thinking about motivations. What would get somebody doing that? You know, what is it? Was it just money? Did he want money? And that, there's no excuse for that. Did he want power or status? And the only thing I could I even you know, understand then how I'd watch my own brother and his struggle was love because I have children and I would do anything for them. So then that, that sort of got the wheels going on like Emma, my protagonist, you know, what she would do, how far you would go as a mother, even amidst an opioid epidemic. And then at the end of all of that, do the ends ever justify the means, which is very much the theme of the story. Mm-hmm. It's it's such it's such a great book. Um, if you're just Thank joining you. us, we're talking to Christina McDonald. She's in London right now. Do No Harm is her novel. You know, was it hard for you? This is, I think this is your third novel. Was it hard for you yeah. having that personal connection and the backstory of your brothers, what's going on with him, writing this book? Was this one harder for you? No, actually, I think it was easier, actually, because I think, you know, there's a, there's such a strong emotional connection here. And actually, all of my books are like that. I write from a very strong, emotional, deep place inside of me. So I think I think all of my books are like that. But mm-hmm. in particular, um, you know, the story is completely fictional. Like, this right. isn't true. None of right. these characters right. are, are in any way based on real people. But my my opinions and the feelings that I have about um, the opioid crisis and the the different points of view from which we can look at it, that's all really authentic. And I think in that way, it made it a lot easier to write. This was actually the quickest book I've ever written. It took me for the first draft, um, not counting research, but just getting the basic bones of the out of the of the story down. It only took me three months to write, and I oh think that's gosh. because, yeah, I mean, I think that's because I had such a strong emotional connection and a lot of, you know feelings i think you can tell because of in reading it that was the one thing that i i was really struck at that i don't know that i've read very many books that come from a compassionate voice when it comes to addiction, addiction. um a lot right, of times yeah. it, people it's an i don't know you could tell it's so to me you did that beautifully now i'm curious about the kind of research you did to find out about, you know, how the illegal um, opioid business trade, right. how it runs, how <laughs> how their bosses, gang bosses, money to be made, and the intersectionality yeah. of of that. I'm curious. Well, yeah, so I did a lot of research for this book just because of the type of book it is. There's a lot of information that I needed to know before I could really sit down and sit down and kind of write the plot. So I researched in um, like medical journals. I spoke with actual doctors. You know, I, I I just had to research a lot about it. But I also spoke to um, police officers to mm-hmm. find out like, is it? Do you really set up um, panels like <laughs> to look into drugs that are being sold? Do you really do these sorts of things? So I had to do quite a few interviews to really get my facts straight in terms of what is and isn't possible. Um, and then I and then I spoke with my brother to find out, you know, how do you feel about these different experiences that you've had? So I, I obviously mm-hmm. <laughs> made sure he was okay with me talking about, about his story. 
um, publicly because right. it's a, you know it's a private thing. Yeah, I got yeah. his, his permission too. But yeah, so I did loads of research. I did loads of interviews. I I um I did yeah. I had a doctor read the book after I'd finished the first draft, and and I asked her things like you know is it possible to be stabbed in the stomach and then still live? So I made sure to ask all of the different sort of things that happen mm-hmm. in order to make sure that they're re- it's it is actually really authentic. Oh, it, it is. I mean, it's great. just like, mm-hmm. I was just like, <gasps> I'd finished one chapter and then, you know, but mm-hmm. I, you know, read it in a day. I was lucky to read it on vacation. Thank you. Yeah. And it's, it's really good. If you're just joining us again with, with Christina McDonald, bestselling author, um, Do No Harm. This is a pop sugar, best new mystery thriller, thriller pick and other things. But um, I, I have, I have a, Gloria has a burning, burning question. question for you, Christina. Um, right. As, right. as an American, <laughs> You've lived in the UK, you know, for a long time. Um, I would just be curious to know what your thoughts are about the abuse and harassment of of Harry and Meghan by the British press. Not that I'm telling you how I feel. I mean, it's, um, I don't read the Daily Mail or any of that sort of, Mm -hmm. I don't read stuff like that. So I've never... I've never really gotten involved in it, but I do see things on Twitter that are really, truly appalling because I I just think we need to be a little bit more kind with each other. And I'm a little bit appalled at the way they are treated. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I don't I don't know them personally, but I think just because they are in a position that they're in doesn't mean that they're bad people. So I, I just think it's horrific, the abuse that they get. Yeah. And I think everybody should have just maybe a tiny bit more compassion. And I mean that in general, like everybody needs to have just right. like a little bit more compassion in the world we're living in, you know, and, and like, like with my story, for example, there's, there's a lot of sides to any, any story, to any person's life, you mm-hmm. know, um, like with, with addiction, you know, people, sometimes people actually do need opioids, but yes. sometimes then they become addicted. So there's so many sides to look at. And it's the same thing with, with um with Megan and Harry and I just think that people don't always look at all of the sides they just instantly get mad and I think we all need to just have a bit more compassion with everybody (laughs) I agree with you all right so well thinking of the the documentary framing Britney Spears and now people are looking back and I mean everybody individuals people entertainment shows I mean everyone looking back and like how did we talk about Britney Spears and that whole that way that culture culture was looking back on it because now it's been 10 you know 20 years yeah but i wonder yeah. like if they were to put everything and call it framing megan markle oh, and oh, yeah. they did a retrospective of just even the the year after the wedding it, people would be shocked and she was pregnant yeah no i agree i think you know i think hindsight is twenty twenty, and yeah. social media gives us a lot of um, leeway to say things into basically a megaphone that right. we never actually say in real you're, life. You're so yeah. right and, about that. Christina. And, and we need to be careful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Agreed. Okay, so we have to ask you something because we know one night, yeah. the night Olivia fell has been optioned, your other novel has been optioned for TV. For yeah, a TV has, series. Yeah. Is there anything happening with that? So everything I think in the world, right, is on hold <laughs> because of COVID. So as far as I know, um, I can't really say a lot about it, but as far as I last knew, the script has been written, but it is, you know, everything's on hold. 
Did Reese that... Witherspoon option it, or who who optioned it? I can't say oh, you who can't optioned say it, it, but I will say it was not Reese Witherspoon. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, we're we're just all about all of these books getting optioned because I can't stand. Yeah. There's so many great books out there right now, and including and, yours. And, including do no yours. harm. Thank we just you. loved it. <laughs> and and thank you so much for being on our show today. Oh, my pleasure. Are you working thank on you. your next novel? Um, I am. It's kind of just really in the very early stages because I've been spending a lot of time this year homeschooling my children. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> are, do you see them going back to school soon, or are things opening up over there? So they're supposed to go back to school um, next week, actually, on the 10th, oh. the 8th and the 10th. So hopefully that sticks. Um, hopefully we don't have any crazy variants that take over. So fingers crossed. No kidding. We can well. start, start getting back to normal, you know. But um, I'm kind of at that point now where, you know, it's been a year and I'm like, well, I'll believe it when I see it. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is true. Well, nice to meet you. We have to ask you, what's yeah, if you, you have any time to read other novels, what's the last great novel that you've read? So I'm currently reading one that is so good. It's just blowing me away. It's called Girl One by a lady called Sarah Flannery Murphy. And it's it's a little bit outside of what I'd normally read, because usually I read just pure mysteries and thrillers and suspense. Mm-hmm. And this one's like a, it's a thriller, but there's a supernatural element to it. And it's about these nine miracle babies that were conceived without male oh, DNA. I've and then they were raised this. on this experimental commune. And then, um, then the commune goes up in flames, and a couple of them are, are unfortunately die. And then years later, one of the mothers goes missing, so her daughter sets off on this really desperate journey, trying to track down all of the girls and find out what happened to her mother and why she's disappeared. And it is just breathtaking. I'm absolutely loving it, so I highly recommend it. All right. But yes, I do read a lot. Okay, that's <laughs> good. good. That's you're, a- you're so good, Christina. Just even that book description yeah. was wonderful. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> and it, it, it comes out in June of this year. Yeah. I'm gonna. You've given us a good lead here, Christina. Oh, it's so good. It's really, it's like a it's all about sisterhood and female power, and yeah, I love it. It's really good. Well, we really love Do No Harm. Thank you Thank for being you. with us, and we will look oh, forward to um, reading Being your more. other books yes. and seeing the TV show The Night uh, Olivia Fell, and we're very happy that we have Harry on American soil. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, uh, all right, Christina, them. thanks yeah. so much. We've got Thank two- you so much, Laura.